Good is the enemy of great. To be great is really very difficult. And it will always be. And the book Good to Great by Jim Collins was an enjoyable one. I always wanted to find out how to be great in running a company. My dreams is to be a great leader. I'm not great yet, but this video is about the summary of the book Good to Great. I'm just going to warn you, this is going to be a long video. And if you don't have the time to watch, it's okay. You can come back when you want to know how to be great in running a company. So for those who are remaining, I'm guessing you want to know how to be great being a leader. So to give you a summary of this book, Jim Collins and his research members or team researched on these 11 companies that fit the good to great criteria, which is they have at least achieved three times of the stock prices for at least 15 years. And these great results usually comes from average to worse results. Great companies are easy to find, but good to great companies are very hard. Therefore, you will probably end up with like a few companies. If you want to know the 11 companies, they are Abbott, Circuit City, Fannie Mae, Gillette, Kimberly Clark, Nucor, Kroger, Philip Morris, Pitney Bowes, Walgreens, and Wells Fargo. And the research found out these distinctive characteristics about these companies. Level 5 leaders, first who, then what, confronts the brutal facts, hedgehog concept, culture discipline, technology accelerators, and flywheel. So let's go through the first one. So number one is level five leader. So according to Jim Collins, there are five levels of being a team member. And let's focus on the level five leader because I think you guys want to be that kind of level. The highest level is level five. So this leader has these two characteristics, humility and will. And these leaders are not just humble, and hardworking, they are also ambitious, not for themselves, but for the company. And usually the other type of leaders that you usually see are those level four egocentric kind of leaders, where they want to motivate their people to follow their ideology, their vision, their strategy. And we can further understand about these two types of leadership using this analogy called looking at the mirror and looking out the windows analogy. So when there is success, level five leaders will look out their windows and be thankful for them because they can't be successful without them. And also they contributed to luck. While level four leaders who are more egocentric will look into the mirror and contribute the success to him or herself. So what if there was a failure? So for level 5 leaders, they will actually look into the mirror and see what they did wrong and see what can be improved about themselves. However, level 4 will look out the window and try to blame this failure to anyone he sees. So I had the experience of being like a level 4 egocentric kind of leader in my younger years when I had some leadership roles. 
And now I realize that in order for me to be level 5, I have to be hardworking, humble, and put in the hard work. So there is a saying that people are the most important asset, but the book disagree. People are not the most important asset. It is the right people that is the most important asset. Because I was baffled as the book emphasized on finding the right people and then find what to make do with it or find the direction. That's what good to great companies did. They throw away the wrong people out of the bus or the company and find the right people into the bus. This will then create a superior executive team. So once you figure out the right people, you will probably figure out the best path for success. So this concept is called the first who, then what. So this concept is a rigorous discipline and consistently applied. Usually applied before strategy, organization structure, tactic, and even vision. So there are three ways for you to get the right people in the bus. Number one, when in doubt, don't hire. A company should only limit its growth according to how it is able to attract the right people into the bus. When you know that you need to change someone, act on it. And make sure they are not at the wrong seat. Maybe they are very good at other positions. So just try out putting them in different positions. But otherwise, bye-bye. And number three, lastly, put the best people in the biggest opportunities, not the biggest problem. If you want to sell your biggest problem, would you want to sell your best people? And good to great management or executive team are usually people who will debate vigorously for the right answer. And yet they come together to make the best decision for the company. And there is no evidence that shows that compensation leads to greatness. Usually compensation is to find and attract those right people rather than motivating the wrong people with compensation. With these, the good to great leaders confront the brutal facts of their own reality. Let me share you a story. So there is this person who was a prisoner of war during the Vietnam War. And he was trying to figure out how he can survive throughout this prisoner of war time. So what he did was he had faith that one day he will be freed. So what he does also is to tell people or influence the people or the other prisoners of war that to have faith and to survive the torture and the harsh reality of being a prisoner of war. He knows that he doesn't know when he is being released but he has that unwavering faith that he will be released one day. Then Jim Collins or his other researchers asked him, so who are the people that do not survive? And then the person said, the people who do not survive are optimists. They are the people who think that a certain period they will probably get released. The optimists would say that during Christmas they will be released. 
But when Christmas time come and when they are not released, then the optimists will say, okay, maybe Easter time. Then when Easter time comes and they did not get released again, and then they say, how about next Christmas? So with every expectations or, or unrealistic expectations being brought down, they then feel more demoralized and depressed. And they will just eventually not make it to the end of the war or when the day when they get released. And this guy named who persevered and influenced the people to have faith is called Stockdale. So I'm going to explain more about him later. So it goes the same with the good to great companies. Transparency will lead to good decisions as there will be conversations about the brutal facts of reality. These are usually done when the people are given opportunities to get their truth to be heard. Just like my hateful comments. Yikes! <laughs> so this is how to create a climate or culture of truth. The first one is to lead with questions, not answers. Second one is to engage with dialogue and debate, not coercion. Third one, conduct autopsies without blame. Number four, build red flags mechanism to turn information that cannot be ignored. So with these four steps, you will build a culture of truth. And these good to great companies don't beat around the bush and they face the hard facts head on by just resolving it with the faith that they will emerge out of the problem. So this is called Stockdale Paradox. Why is it a paradox? It's because you would probably not have faith even though you are faced with brutal reality. However, you can be both realistic and have faith that you will emerge out in this sticky problem that you might face in the future or currently. So charisma is a liability, not an asset when you are trying to motivate these people. So this leadership style can deter the people from telling the brutal facts. And another brutal fact for you is that if you were to motivate people, you're wasting your time. Because if you don't need to motivate the people, then you usually have the right people as they are self-motivated. So the only way to demotivate these right people is to not have their brutal facts of reality being heard. So number four, we have the hedgehog concept, or I would say the focus. This comprises of a trifecta of concepts, something like Ikigai. So the first one is what you are really passionate about. The second one is what can you be best in the world? And the third one is what drives your economic engine. So on average from the research, it takes four years for these good to great companies to find their hedgehog concept as it is an iterative process. And you might be asking, why use the animal hedgehog? So hedgehog is usually an animal that will just do the same thing over and over again with just a very simple principle that they follow. While other companies are like a fox, where they are cunning and crafty, while they know a lot of things, yet they lack a consistency of doing one great thing. So the good to great companies are aware of what they are best at, but not what they are competent at. Those two are different. Competency doesn't mean greatness. 
And the thing is, you don't have to be in a great industry. That's what he found out. Because these good to great companies would figure out how to truly produce superior economic returns and results. Number five, the culture of discipline. So sustained results come from a culture of disciplined people. Just like any good habit, you need the discipline. If you don't have the disciplined people in your team, that means you have the wrong people. Time for you to kick them out. So when I talk about disciplined people, not only they take action, but they also have disciplined thoughts. And don't think of discipline as like a disciplinary master. Usually, CEOs or executive leaders who are disciplinarian does not last for very long. You could say that discipline is a structure to follow. However, you have the room to be creative in that framework. Something like Singapore. Singapore is very, very strict, but I'm able to do whatever I want without any concerns. Proud to be a Singaporean. And the way for you to be disciplined is to let down any opportunities that is outside of your three circles or you can say your focus or your hedgehog concept. So abiding by them religiously, the research team in the book has found out that you will eventually have more opportunities to grow. So there is no such thing as once in a lifetime opportunity. There is more than one once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. And the funny thing that I found out is that these good to great leaders don't have a to-do list but more towards have a not-to-do list. And the next thing is technology. They don't use technology to create but to accelerate. That's why it's called technology accelerator. So these good to great companies think very differently about technology. They don't jump on the bandwagon of these technology fads like AI or blockchain. However, they were probably the pioneer of these specially selected technologies that they have implemented in their companies accordingly. And how they choose this technology to be implemented is through their hedgehog concepts. If they find that it is aligned to the hedgehog concepts, then they will implement it and probably be the pioneer of those technology that they have selected. So a good indicator of how good to great companies are is how they react to technology. So good to great companies are usually, so good to great companies respond thoughtfully and creatively while they want to turn unrealized potentials into results. While mediocre companies will jump on the bandwagon of these technology fads because they are fear of missing out or FOMO. And from the study, none of the executive from these good to great companies didn't even mention tech as one of their five major factors to their transformation. And also another funny thing is that the crawl, walk and run approach might be effective on this one. So you could say that you just research on this technology and then once you find something, you work on it or you walk on it and then when you be a pioneer, you are running for it. So all in all, technology accelerate, not create this transformation from good to great.
That rhymes. <laughs> Lastly, building the momentum or the flywheel concept. So flywheel in this example is a sewing machine and it is at the big wheel over there. So if you have operated this before, in order for you to sew or start the machine, what you need to do is to press the lever below just beside the big wheel and it takes quite a big of force. So starting a company is something like that. However, when you start rotating the big wheel, the small wheel also starts rotating. And then the thing is that the big wheel continues to rotate no matter how much you put in. So it is like an energy reservoir that helps with momentum throughout a long period of time. So these good to great companies did not pinpoint out any positions that had made them transform. It was all on the momentum. With persistent pushing on the same consistent direction, you will eventually have a breakthrough. So while other companies who are not good to great, they tend to jump from one breakthrough to another, which usually gives them disappointing results. These companies do not have a consistent path to follow and did not build up from their previous momentum, leading to the downfall of these companies. And the good to great leaders do not try to motivate their people, create alignment, or manage change. Because under the right condition, this problem of commitment, alignment, and management will change and take care of themselves. This is usually from the results of the momentum, not the other way around. So let the results speak, not your charisma. So that's about it. That's a summary of the Good to Great book. So in essence, you could say that being a humble leader, finding the right people, being realistic, having a culture of discipline and brutal facts, and using technologies to accelerate the momentum that you already have built up will eventually make you walk down the shoes of being good to great. So if you enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up. And if you want more of this video, subscribe and comment down below on what book should I read and have a summary about. So all the best and stay safe. Bye-bye.